Hi, I'm James Wedmore, host of the Mind Your Business podcast, and I've built an eight-figure-year company selling digital products around my knowledge and expertise. In fact, this is what I've been doing in multiple niches for the past 15 years. And if you've ever wanted to do the same, or maybe you're trying, but you can't seem to get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, you need an audience if you want to sell your stuff, right? But what if I told you that you don't need a big audience? You don't need millions of followers to get started. In fact, we see that it's with just your first 100 leads where you really start getting some momentum. I mean, think about it. Imagine that you're on the stage of a room filled with just 100 people in that audience right now. That's a lot of people. You don't think that a few of them would walk up to you after your talk and ask, hey, how can I keep working with you? Of course they would. And that's why I created your first 100 leads. It's a 14 video step-by-step training mini course that walks you through exactly how to get your first 100 leads fast. And the feedback and results from this free program have been amazing. Diane Shepard said, this is one of the best trainings I've ever taken. Jake Curry said, we have had 753 people sign up for this free training. Are you kidding me? Dan Netting said, I'm currently going through the first 100 leads training and James, I gotta say, it's brilliant. This training is A to Z complete and the best part is it's absolutely free. To get instant access, simply click the link in the show notes of this episode. Thanks so much and I'll see you there. G'day guys, Ben here, your host of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. And I just want to add to this, if you want to jump in on James Wedmore's Your First 100 Leads training, while it's still available for free, go to engagevideomarketing.com slash YF100 for your first 100. Engagevideomarketing.com slash YF100. Jump on it and I'll see you there. All right, let's get on with the show. If you're like me, you're probably guilty of a bit of LinkedIn neglect here and there. And although personally I'm fairly active on the platform, publishing content and engaging in the feed, one aspect of LinkedIn that needs work is my LinkedIn profile. In 2023, LinkedIn has over 875 million members and it's turning 20 years old this year. But did you know that recently LinkedIn has released over 35 new features? Yep, so in this episode, I'm joined by LinkedIn specialist Kay Ridge from Dash Social to learn more. It's time to give our LinkedIn profiles a little bit of love. Let's go. The world of video marketing for business is changing and I don't want you to get left behind. G'day, I'm your host Ben Amos and welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. Each week, I'll be bringing you the best in the world of video marketing, content creation, business growth strategy, and storytelling, along with practical tips, insight, and knowledge that you need to grow as a confident video strategist and build profitable businesses. Let's get on with the show. G'day, Kay. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Ben. Nice to be here. Thank you. Well, thanks for joining me. We actually connected in person for a coffee recently, and I recently saw you at a local event here on the Sunshine Coast where we're both based here in Queensland, Australia, where you spoke about exactly what I brought you on to talk about here today around getting your LinkedIn profile set up for success in business. And so I thought to myself, look, Kay would be great to get him on the, get on the podcast because I know 
and I want the listeners to think about their own LinkedIn profile as they're listening to this. I know that, you know, some of our LinkedIn profiles need a little bit of love. So that's what we're going to dive into today. But before we do, Kay, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit about your story. Like what led you into the world of marketing and, and now LinkedIn as well? Well, as you can tell, Ben, I'm not 25. Um, I've sort of, what was very interesting, I've been in sales most of my life and it used to be linked to sales and marketing. Um, and then sales went and divorced marketing and marketing had to stand up and be counted. <laughs> so I've always loved marketing and, and basically I love marketing because it's clever. It, it's a way to integrate people with a product or a service and when social media came in, now I'm going back to even things like, you know, MySpace, um, it, it just had a way that and took off because people could suddenly connect with other people. Now, it's like anything that you have on social media, um, you get the good with the bad. Um, thankfully, if we look at LinkedIn, I think it's 99.9% .9 good. Um, it, it's really a business platform compared to something like Facebook that's a social platform. Yeah. Um, you know, lots of people connect on Facebook just as friends. You don't really do that on LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about what do you do today? Like you, you position yourself as a LinkedIn specialist. So what does that mean? You know, whether mm -hmm. listeners are looking to connect with a LinkedIn specialist like you or looking to connect and get help from you, what, what does a LinkedIn specialist potentially help people with? Okay. So LinkedIn is actually originally was uh, created for those searching for a job. So it was a way that you could set up and put your resume in. You can still do that. However, LinkedIn is now predominantly being pushed towards uh, business. And there are 8 million users on LinkedIn in Australia. So one of the things about LinkedIn is I own a marketing company called Dash Social. Um, and, you know, I help clients with their LinkedIn op to get optimized. What that means is you get found. Mm. So, for example, we all know that you have a search engine, say, like Google. And say I've met you for the first time, Ben. When I put your name into Google in the search engine, obviously all the paid advertising comes up first. Then, interesting enough, your LinkedIn profile comes up before your Facebook profile. Yep. So it's about making sure that when somebody's searching for you, you can be found through LinkedIn. So it's a different platform that actually also assists you with, with your search engine option, optimization, SEO. So it's a way to get found, it's a way to connect, and it's also a way to network and get with the right type of people if you know the secrets and what to do. What would you say to someone who is potentially running their own business or you know, a manager or a senior person within a, a business who, who would say, I, I don't want to be found for my name, I'd prefer the business to be ranking on search rather than my name, like what would you say to that person? Rubbish. <laughs> Basically, LinkedIn, when you're looking at it business, runs in two different ways. One's about your credibility, and that's for your profile. And your profile and your credibility, nobody expects, like if I looked at your LinkedIn profile, Ben, nobody expects that you'd be in video since the age of five. Okay, you've, you've had a history of work to get to where you are. And every bit of that experience helps for you to have the credibility where you are now. Mm -hmm. So 
when we're looking at somebody, this it's twofold. One is to look at a company, but we also look, especially if we're looking at something like a professional and somebody that you're building your profession on trust, wants to know where you've come from. How do you do what you say you can do? What qualifications do you have? What experience do you have? What type of person you are? For example, if you've had volunteer work, for example, that's um, any volunteer work that you put on a LinkedIn profile raises your profile ahead of somebody that doesn't. So it's about finding out about the person. That, and LinkedIn is, when you look at your profile, it's broken up into sections, a little bit like a newspaper. So if you look at the beginning and you look at your banner, it's like looking at the big photo that you'd have in a newspaper. And then you see your small, I don't mean that small, but the, the profile image. That's like, you know, if somebody's looking at a car accident or a newspaper and then it zooms in. It's the same sort of process. And then it's got your heading, which is basically the hook. What is, why would somebody want to read on further? Where we used to have something like, for me, I would have, or, or you know, a, you'd have lawyer, real estate agent, accountant. It's now... I provide my clients with the optimum levels to reduce their tax uh, for the ATO. It's about creating value for my clients or it's about um, I work, if I'm an accountant, I work on creating uh, new income streams for my clients, predominantly using past history but forecasting what it's going to be coming or whatever the scenario may be. I mean, it takes a little bit of work to sort of work out what the heading is going to be. But it's more a driver so that somebody will want to know more. You then go down further in your LinkedIn profile and suddenly it's, a, it's a, you know, you have your, your hashtags, which is basically what people search for. And then it goes through and you go and find out about me. Now, where this is interesting when you come into this section is it's where I get to know you better. And what it does, it's do, have you ever heard, Ben, of a cold lead, what a cold lead is? Yep, absolutely. Yep, cold lead. So someone who hasn't heard of you before. Correct. So what happens when you're dealing with LinkedIn? You have somebody that's searching for somebody, say they're searching for a videographer. And they said videographer, search in the Sunshine Coast, and hello, one of your tags, hashtags is videographer Sunshine Coast. So you come up. So now what they do is they go in and they have a look at your about section. And in that about section, I encourage anybody to say two things about it. Um, something that most people don't know about me is the heading. And in mine, for example, I've got, um, I don't like water. I don't like to drink it and I don't like to swim in it. All right. There you go. What happens now is somebody like you, Ben, rings me and says, why don't you like water? Yeah, to which my response is, have you seen what fish do in it? It's disgusting. And, of course, everybody laughs. I've now turned you from a cold lead to a warm lead. It's got nothing about water. Yeah. It's the fact that I've given you a little insight into my personality. And, and it's not meant to be a serious thing. For example, I have another client that I've just done work for, and and hers get to know me, she's gone, I cannot go to the bathroom in a public toilet. I have to wait till I get home. Okay. And I think pretty much every female in this world will understand what that's like and why we don't like public toilets. Um, there was another one that I had 
who was a child star. Um, another one <laughs> had to wear a, a costume when they're a teenager to sell pizzas. Um, it, it's about that connection and that human side within LinkedIn. So what happens from that? They've got, you know, they've got, they're starting to feel like they might like you. And, and as we all know, people buy from people they like. Um, so they're starting to feel more comfortable about you. And this is before they've even had a connection with you verbally. Mm. Then what they do is that they go through and they have a look at what your experience is. How can you claim what you've claimed? That's kind of the start of it. There's more and more things that you go through, but that's basically what they look at. Yeah. One of the things that I'd like to point out, Ben, and it's a statistic that astounded me. Did you know that out of all of the people that fill out a LinkedIn profile, only 51 of them fill it out, 51% fill it out completely? You know, it doesn't surprise me, um, but it's a, it's a pretty compelling and large statistic, isn't it? Statistic. Yeah. I don't know how I said it that way, but it is. It's a it's a powerful statistic. So no, I'm I'm going to make a guess here that 51% or thereabouts of the people listening to this podcast right now or watching on YouTube probably haven't filled theirs out properly. I'd say so. I, I, I might be. I might be one of those. I'm just. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking. I think I've done a pretty good job, but um, yeah, I think uh, there's there's probably some LinkedIn love that I need as well. So tell me, um, what's what's the most common mistake that you're seeing over and above just not filling it out at all, or you know, only doing the very basic stuff? What's the most common mistake that you see people who have set up a LinkedIn profile? They have got a profile image picture. Let's just get over the basic stuff here. What's the most common um, missed opportunity that most people in business who do have a LinkedIn profile are missing out on because they just haven't done it? They don't do a call to action. They don't say, give okay. me a call. Let, let's, let's have a virtual coffee. Book in here. Um, would love to chat with you for 15 minutes, obligation free. Um, here's the link to my calendar. Let's find something that's suitable. Okay, and where, like specifically and tactically, where is the best place for that call to action to sit? In the about section. It's the okay. only place you can put it. Oh, that's that's not true, having said that. Um, I'm just going to bring up my LinkedIn profile so I can double check. But you can put it uh, where, again, it depends how much of your LinkedIn profile has been done. Mm -hmm. If you haven't done a lot of your LinkedIn profile, there are a lot of things that won't be open to you. So I can talk about some things and say, oh, you need to do A, B, and C. But if you haven't filled out the profile, you won't be able to do it because it won't, they won't, LinkedIn won't give you access. Yeah. Okay. So, but there is an area where you can put in, um, you know, your website and you can put my website. When you filled in and optimized your LinkedIn profile, you can change that to be something like, um, I'm just going to view my profile so I can get the right wording that I've got. Um, I've got turn content into customers and then a link to my website instead of um, link to my website, which everybody, Tom, Dick and Harry has done previously. Yeah. So as LinkedIn addresses the fact that as you start to put in information within LinkedIn, LinkedIn will open up more things for you. Yeah, excellent. And when you talk about that call to action that so many people are missing, you know, would you recommend in that about section that it's, you know, in the, in the top section of that about section? Because often when you go to a profile to read all of the about me section, you need to kind of click the see more button, I believe. Um, so is there a certain place within that about section that you would recommend putting a call to action? 
Yeah, there is. It's right at the bottom. Okay. And there's a reason why you put it right at the bottom, and it's all to do with algorithms. Okay. So that's kind of what uh, LinkedIn uses almost like um, its own programming to see what is interesting and what is not. So by putting it at the bottom, it means that the person reading stays on your page longer. That improves your search engine optimization. Okay, excellent. So even if they don't buy from you or connect to your website, anybody that stayed on to read your profile is actually doing you a favor. So the assumption there, Kay, is that um, even though the action that you want as a business person is for someone to take that action uh, that you have in your call to action, the, there's more benefits to encouraging them to spend more time on your page to find that call to action. Is that is that the way you think about it? Exactly. The same as when you do a post. If you can make the post long enough that they have to click see more, mm-hmm. that will also help you get raised in the ranks for searching. Excellent. So, so one of the things that we look at when we do a profile and things like that is you need to put information in that's interesting so that they do want to stay. And, you know, one of the best things that you can put in is humour. You know, life's too serious yeah. and we can have humour in business. It makes you human. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I think um, obviously you need to be authentic and true to who you are though as well. So humour is something that I would I would recommend that is used naturally and authentically but but with caution, you know, obviously it is a professional profile and it is a professional space, but I absolutely echo what you say is that professional doesn't mean dry and boring and personality less, right? So you could still have some personality in there for sure. It has been, but let's also remember that it is a digital platform and anything that gets on a digital platform is there forever. Mm -hmm. So you can't show all this credibility, for example, on LinkedIn, And then when somebody goes to search for you, find your Facebook page and you're laying on the ground drunk. Yeah, absolutely. The two don't match and you won't get any business. Mm. So it really, you have to, if you're going to use LinkedIn as a business platform, you have to be true to the digital footprint that you leave in. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully you're not personally seeking any work in the water industry, Kay. (laughs) <laughs> you won't get anywhere near water. Yeah, Although I, may, I might sit on the end with a glass of wine and dip my feet in a pool. Yep. Um, but no, not at all. Depends on no, how much they're paying all. you to consult on their LinkedIn strategy, <laughs> then maybe you'll work with them, despite the water connection. Anyway, um, so I just wanted to, to talk a little bit about, um, you know, some of the, you know, I know from my own experience on LinkedIn as well that there are, some features that LinkedIn have rolled out, you know, over the last last six to 12 months that if people haven't been actively, maybe they've been using LinkedIn, but they haven't actually spent the time to look back at what they've, how they've got their profile set up. You know, can you talk, walk us through some of these more recent developments in LinkedIn that maybe people have overlooked? Sure. There are 35 new features uh, coming out this year. And what is a little bit difficult is I might get to see a new feature, but you won't be. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason. It's just the way that the LinkedIn is releasing it. Yeah, 
and it depends on where you are um, in the world as well. Like I, in in my experience, you know, they might test something in the Australian market and then it's not available in the U, UK market, for example, for a while, or it might never get to the UK market because it's a test, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we'll take what you say here with a with a grain of salt. But what are some of the the main new features that you're seeing? Um, the, the, one of the new features that they've done is a, a thing called creator and creator mode um, you actually turn on and you're able to create a newsletter. Now it's not like an email marketing newsletter. This newsletter is done twofold. Keep in mind that LinkedIn is all about your credibility. So you write the newsletter and you can choose either to write it on your personal profile or write it on your company profile. But it's talking, it's an opinion piece. And the purpose of it is to classify you as what they call a top of voice. If you get a lot of reaction to your newsletter, LinkedIn Pulse can pick it up and they can actually send it out to people that are not on LinkedIn. Mm. So in other words, they're not part of your network. What does that do for you? Suddenly you can wear the title top of voice. And again, it assists you, you know, a hundredfold your credibility. So they're doing lots of things because LinkedIn is also owned by Microsoft. They're mirroring a lot of the things that Microsoft does. For example, you'll be able to start messaging and in Microsoft, you have focused and other, you will have the same um, when you're looking at your LinkedIn profile. Your LinkedIn inbox, um, that's referring to that, in the, the inbox section. Inbox, yeah. That's mm -hmm. right. yeah. So you can comment, for example, as a company, you'll be able to comment from one company to another company. Um, at the moment, how, how LinkedIn is set up is that you have your personal profile, then you have a company profile. You cannot have a company profile without having it connected to a personal profile. Yeah. All right. So then you have a company profile. And at, this, at the moment, from a company profile, you can have what they call showcase pages. Now, it used to be 12 of them. They've now raised that to 25. So it's a little bit like you can put in there case studies. You could put in there, let's say you have, um, you're a service-based business that have five arms to your business. Well, each one of those could have a showcase page. What LinkedIn are now doing is that they're going to introduce product pages and the maximum number you can have of those, I believe is 10. Okay. Um, again, it, it's what you would feature. It's a little bit like going to a supermarket and you know at the end of each aisle, they have that feature product that they want to promote. It's kind of, you, you, you work on it in the same process. And again, it's looking about features and benefits. Can I just put, can um, we just pause on that one a moment? Because I think that the, uh, the uh, showcase pages on company profiles and the product pages is something that I, my illusion is, is very under, underutilized by many business pages. Um, and I'm speaking for myself here as well. Um, so it, can you talk us through what that looks like? What are they like? What do you mean by a showcase page or a product page? What do they look like? Okay, so basically, I'll, I'll give you an example of mine. So I have a showcase page that comes up actually as what they call an affiliate page. It's the same thing. It's LinkedIn has two words for the same thing. For example, um, if we look at your LinkedIn profile, it's called about or it's called summary. It's the same space, right. depending on your terminology. But if I have a look at my profile, if I go home, 
Um, actually, it hangs off my company page. So if I go into my company dash social, sitting in the top right hand corner will have my affiliate. Now my affiliate page is called LinkedIn. I'm just trying to get to it at the moment because you, you got me a little bit off. I didn't have prepared on. Oh, that's right. I'm throwing it at you. Um, For those oh, playing along at home, me. they can open up their own profiles and dig into it while they're listening. Don't do it while you're so in the you car, everybody. If you're, if you're listening and driving, don't try and do this. Yeah. If you hit the me, which is at the top, your little picture, and it's got me under yeah. it, you will see that you have a company page. And then under that, if you've created one, you'll have a showcase page. And mine is called Marketing Strategy 123. So in that, you have what they call followers. They do not have to connect with you. What they do is they follow. And if they have clicked the, the notification bell that's on your LinkedIn profile, they'll be able to see anything that you write in this section. All right. Mm -hmm. So in that, for example, I would talk about anything that's to do with different marketing strategies. I could have another page that's just purely LinkedIn. And I would talk about the 35 new features that are coming in from LinkedIn. Or I might in particular talk about one aspect of LinkedIn in that feature. So somebody that's very interested in LinkedIn would follow simply that showcase page. I do not have to connect with them for them to be able to do that. Right. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And it is very underutilized because unless you live in that space, nobody knows about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's the illusion that I have is that some of this, I think one thing that LinkedIn doesn't do well is, and maybe because they're constantly changing things, is they, they don't really uh, make it as, as clear to a user about things that they have rolled out and things that can be used. So often you stumble across it, I feel, or you need someone like like um, Dash Social and, and Kay here to tell us what to do. So um, do you find that, that sometimes you just stumble across things that you're like, that's new? Um, I don't, but I live in this space. Right. All right. Where I find that there's a frustration is from what I hear from my clients. Oh, my God, can you just do it? I, I just don't have time. Hmm. And that's a problem. There is so much information that needs to go in here that, you know, businesses, if they're, they're working on their LinkedIn profile, they're not actually making money. They're not doing their business. But they are in a, back, in a backward way because they're supporting their business and, and their credibility. But I totally understand their frustration. Mm. What, do you, what do you believe is the, the missed opportunity or the potential return on investment of investing either a good amount of time or investing money into working with a consultant to get your LinkedIn sorted. If you are a business leader or you are owner of a business, you know, if, if your LinkedIn profile isn't up to scratch or isn't optimized, what's, what are they potentially missing out on? Well, they're potentially giving business to their competitors. No, no one wants that. Um, there, there, there is really no way Ben, you can measure that. And unfortunately, when you're looking at organic, which is unpaid social media, it's what we call a slow burn because people sit on the outside and it's a little bit like this. Nobody needs you until they need you. So I could be sitting looking at your business, Ben, for the last year and not do anything. Okay, because I at that stage didn't need video. Suddenly, I have the potential to gain a lot more business. Um, I'm looking at doing some Facebook advertising. 
Um, I'm looking at promoting and I know that video ranks higher than any other type of posting on social media. Suddenly, hello, Ben, you've come into my life. You're my new best friend. And but a year ago, I couldn't have cared less about video. So it's all about being what we call front of mind. Okay, there's different ways that you can use LinkedIn. So once the, the first thing that you need to do is get your LinkedIn profile optimized, which means that the bar that you have when you start using LinkedIn, that's completely full. All right, that's how you become optimized. Then what you can do is that you actually go and seek out industries that you want to get in front of. So I'll give you an example of how you do this. Let's say I didn't know you at all. Um, I needed to get a videographer and I go in and I say, okay, LinkedIn, I want you to search for me through my network. I want you to search for me a videographer at Sunshine Coast, Australia, and your name pops up. But I don't know you. I have no connection with you. Actually, I'll, I'll swap that around. You're me. All right, let, let's, okay. let's do it the other way. Better. So you have, for example, you're a videographer. You know that K-Ridge, you need to find somebody on the Sunshine um, Coast that, that does LinkedIn, um, and you want to promote your business to somebody on the Sunshine Coast because you know it's a need, you just don't know how to get in front of the right people. So you search for um, LinkedIn or social media on the Sunshine Coast and Cambridge comes up. Now we are not connected. So you go through and what LinkedIn will do is it will say to you, oh Ben, Um, because you'll click on my name and it will come up and say, you have seven connections in common and you'll look at one of the names and let's say her name is, I'm going to make a name up, let's say her name is Alison McMahon. So what you would then do is you would send a message to Alison and say, hey Alison, hope you're well. Listen, I noticed that you're connected with Kay Ridge. I'd really like to get in, in touch with her. Are you okay? Do you think she'd be okay if I connected her directly and would you be okay if I used your name? Nobody comes back and says, no, Ben, I don't want you to use my name. Yeah. They come back and go, yeah, not a problem. Say hi from me. So now you come back and you say, hey, Kay, I believe that we have a connection in common. Alison, I would love to connect with you. That's all you do at that stage. Yeah. Except you go back to Alison and say, thanks, Alison, I've connected with Kay. And you leave it and you keep adding value and adding value and adding value that you know that Kay's going to see. Then when Kay starts liking or commenting, at some point you actually send her a message saying, hey, Kay, I noticed that we've been connected for some time. Look, I'd really love to have a cup of coffee with you. I believe I have something that would be beneficial to your business. Yeah, I love that. It's the waiting game. You can't go as soon as you connect, this is what I've got to sell you because I'm for one person, I disconnect you. I'm, I'm not interested in you just connecting with me because it's what you can gain. Yep. And I think anyone on LinkedIn has, has had those connection requests that immediately followed by a pitch and no, nobody likes that. It's, that's an awful way to use LinkedIn. So, you know, and I block those, I delete those um, connections as soon as I make them. Um, what I love about what you've shared there, Kay, is it, it's very simple and it's actually taking, I believe, LinkedIn back, back to its roots because earlier on in, in 
in LinkedIn's interface and the way that they encouraged connection requests to happen was um, that idea of seeking connections, you know, shared mutual connections and asking someone to, uh, to connect you. I can't remember the language they use. You might be able to remember, but it used to be almost part of the platform, which has somewhat disappeared as far as the, the language around that introductions. Um, but now you, you're basically doing that anyway, just through, through LinkedIn messaging. Um, and I really like that because it's how, it's how real business is done offline isn't it? If you want to be connected it's to someone and you build a network and you use your network to build your network uh, into the directions that you needed to go for your business. And, and then added to that is the idea of not pitching hard, but then using your profile and, and posting valuable content. And we'll get to video in a moment as well, but posting valuable content that means that you're showing up regularly and staying top of mind with that new connection request and every bit of content, every bit of value, that new cold connection is getting a little bit warmer and a little bit warmer. And then before you know it, it's a appropriate time to further that relationship and make that connection um, a bit more formal into whatever that may be, a coffee catch up or add some more value in person or a phone call or, a, or whatever that may be. So I, I love that. It's, it's a human way of doing business in a digital space. Exactly what it is. It's human. It's human networking. Absolutely. And it aligns with everything that I talk about as well, right? So I don't know if you see my shirt um, that I'm wearing today, if you're watching no, on YouTube, is, uh, has, has one of my key slogans here, which is lead with value. And it's how we, how we do business and how we encourage our clients to do business as well. So I'm glad that aligns with the UK. I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit about video. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. There is a lot of value in just looking at LinkedIn and getting your profile set up. So that's why I wanted to focus on that today. But I want uh, to hear from UK in your experience. How has how has video on LinkedIn changed over the last couple of years, and and how important is it right now as we talk in twenty twenty three? there's two types of video. Um, like when you get professional videos done, it's the wow factor. It's the, I'm prepared to invest in my business. Okay, now, so my strong encouragement to anybody is to put in the investment and have a video done because there's so many people that don't. Again, get ahead of the curve. So, you know, have your uh, video, for example, a short message at the end of your email especially as an introduction to say, look, thanks so much for connecting. Mm. It's really, really important to, to show that you are professional, you have got skin in the game. Now, we have the professional video, and then you have what I call the amateur video, and it's not meant to be professional. And it's a way that you can also just pick up, we've all got smartphones, and pick it up and go, Hey, look, just stepped out of your meeting. Um, great meeting. Thanks for connecting with me. Um, I'll get that quotation to you. Talk to you soon. Oh, by the way, I'll just send you a quick um, professional video that was done by Ben Amos. Yeah, and here just to clarify for, for the listeners and the viewers here, you're talking about using video messaging within the LinkedIn messaging features, not within the feed, that type of video specifically. You're not talking about the LinkedIn content feed. You're talking about direct one-to-one -one messaging with, with your connections. Yep. yep. 
Yeah, excellent. I mean, that's super powerful and that's one of my favourite ways to either re-engage with a, a prospect or, or a connection that I've had for a while and we haven't talked for a while or we haven't connected for a while. Um, I love just reaching out with some some value via LinkedIn personalised video in that way. Um, and I also love with new connections, you know, particularly when we've got to that point where, you know, potentially that phone call or that meeting or that coffee is, is a good time for it. That's where I like to reach out with video because it's, it's personal and it's, um, you know, really humanizes that, that reach out. It, it does that, Ben. It's also memorable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when somebody sees something that you've done on video and then they get an email from you, it, it triggers and it's, Oh, I remember him. He did such and such. Yep. And again, it's another touch point. Yeah. Absolutely. And can we talk a little bit about um, video as a, as a content form within the, the LinkedIn feed as well? So video posts, um, you know, I don't know if you have specific thoughts on the value in, in posting video content as well. Well, posting video content actually rates higher, again, with your SEO, um, but it's also more engaging. People tend to look more at a video than they do at text. I mean, you know, one way to prove that is just the fact that TikTok has become so popular. Um, it, it is a way to engage when we, we have so much noise around us, white noise around us in regards to what we do. Video actually makes you stop and look. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, we talked before around the algorithm. There's an SEO factor there that you mentioned, but I think importantly as well, the the, the content algorithm on LinkedIn uh, favors and, and pushes video more more readily through through the feed, particularly with users of LinkedIn that are spending time watching videos. So if you're a user of the LinkedIn content feed and LinkedIn notices that you dwell a bit more when a video pops up in front of your eyeballs, then they're going to very quickly show you more video content and you will see that uh, very quickly the way that the algorithm changes your feed. So the benefit of, and this is just adding my own thoughts to this as well, Kay, the benefit of video is that it's a fantastic way to get in front of new audiences that potentially aren't even first level connection requests of, not connection requests, first level contacts of your LinkedIn profile. Because if you post a video as a content with some interesting value, adding some you know, informational value or, or entertainment or whatever it may be to, to the audience. And one of your first tier connections, comments, likes, reacts to that video, it will then be shown into those second and third tiers, uh, feeds. So you'll be seeing content from people in your feed that you're not first level connection uh, connected to getting my terms mixed up here. Um, and likewise, if you're posting content to LinkedIn, your content will be shown to people who are outside of your immediate first level network. And, and that's the network effect on, on steroids. It's, it's super, it's a superpower. It certainly is. And don't forget also that on LinkedIn profile, pin it to your featured section. Yep, absolutely. So, Kate, this has been awesome and I know we could talk about probably 35 different potential um, new features and, and ways that people can be optimising their LinkedIn profile. But really, I guess I want to leave people with the idea that if you haven't looked at your LinkedIn profile for 
even six months, you know, or anything less than six months. If you haven't looked at it and you haven't fixed things and you haven't tweaked things or updated things or, or seen what things you haven't completed, then I highly encourage our listeners and viewers here today to jump into LinkedIn, sort things out, connect with a LinkedIn specialist in your area or even better, reach out and connect with K-Ridge and Dash Social. So, Kay, just to wrap us up here, where if people do want to reach out to you and maybe seek some advice or get some help with their LinkedIn profile, where can they, where can they reach out to you? Um, funny place, Ben, LinkedIn. There you go. So Kay Ridge, K-A-Y-R-I-D-G-E. It's not tricky spelling. And uh, Dash Social is the company. If you're there, multi- probably are some multiple Kay Ridges out there, but um, give her a search. Actually, Ben, there's only three of us in the world. Oh, really? There you go. Mm. Yeah, that's a win. There's, uh, there's many more Ben Amos's than I thought there were, but anyway, um, so... I encourage you if you're listening to this, um, you know, connect with Kate. I'm sure you appreciate that, Kate, and let yeah. let her know that you, um, you know, in that little add a, add a note to the connection request box there, just let her know that you heard her on the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. So, Kate, thanks for being here today, and um, you know, for sharing your knowledge and your insight about LinkedIn. It's been great. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for hanging out with us for this episode and thanks again to Kay Ridge from Dash Social too. I hope this episode has inspired you to take some action on getting your LinkedIn profile sorted out and up to scratch. I guarantee that even if you get 80% there, you'll be 200% ahead of much of your competition on the platform. So if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe over on YouTube and follow the podcast in your favorite podcast app. And I'll see you in the next episode of the Engage Video Marketing Podcast.